Welcome everyone to your She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official, unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me is my co-counsel, Pete. Hello, Pete. Hey, swipe right for a hot D. The She-Hulk podcast by Fantastic Geek for She-Hulk Attorney at Law, Episode 4. Is this not real magic? It's brought to you by the Matcher app where the real magic happens. Wow. Pete, uh, round the old podcast horn here. We got some Star Trek Lower Decks episode uh, 303 that we will be discussing tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Uh, a little romance in that episode too, or at least implied. So I don't know, maybe there's a theme in the, in the universe here to embrace love, uh, but certainly looking forward to that tomorrow. Our Star Trek Day coverage is up on FantasticGeek.com now, as well as on all our Star Trek feeds on Apple Podcasts. So, yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of Star Trek reflection from Star Trek Day. Pete, there also, you may have heard that modest animation company, once started by a boy named Walt, uh, had its own day on Thursday as well, Disney Plus Day. Um which, among other things, included the Thor 4 Assembled uh, that I'm looking forward to checking out uh, when it's not Star Trek Day, Disney Plus Day, time to watch She-Hulk, time to watch Lower Decks and podcasts and so forth. Um, and uh, as we record, the first day, the Friday of D23 is complete. Uh, they're probably starting to queue up and have some morning coffee and tea and so forth as they get ready for day two as we record this. Uh, any other D23 news you want to hit? Yes, the big Marvel and Star Wars presentations are forthcoming today. Ahsoka has found her Ezra, and we will cover more news that comes from Star Wars and Marvel throughout the weekend. Order in the court! One more outburst and I'll hold you in contempt. The ancient art of levitation does not require a visible harness, but the audience is not amazed by a magician. Summoning fire doesn't help either, but for the great Donnie Blaze's next illusion, Matthew, tricks are for kids, he needs assistance from a volunteer. Uh, Pete, plucked from the audience is a character that as one first watched the episode, you did not know that there was about to be uh, a beloved supporting character about to enter the MCU. It is Madison. Uh, we get the first of many references to how it's spelled. Pete, just to review, M-A-D-I-S-Y-N-N. Um, she's told she's a rose by any other name, still just as sweet. With that, illuse Donnie Blaze. Uh, the rose trick, which changes color, uh, leaves the audience unimpressed. Uh, the the uh, senior magician from the wings suggests he do the thing. Uh, he puts on one of those those iconic uh, jewelry things from the Doctor Strange movies. Pete, what are they called? A sling ring? Sling ring. There you go. Pete, I wrote down a, a wong ring, and I knew it was wrong at the time. But part of me also feels like maybe it's kind of right. Uh, it, it, it's just right in the heart. Uh, Donnie plays twirls and twirls, leading to that you know the iconic sparking circle opening up behind Madison. It's a success. Donnie Blaze. In Kathmandu, Nepal, Wong readies to watch The Sopranos as the opening credits music plays when Madison 
plops out of a portal holding guts. She asks where she is and what happened to all the goblins. Behind her, we can see uh, Sopranos Season 5, Episode 12, Long-Term Parking, is getting ready to play. Um, she asks Wong if he is the Goblin King. He asks her where she came from, and Madison explains she grew up in Fort Lauderdale, but now her dad lives in Phoenix with his new family, so she goes there sometimes. It's just a bounty of goodness here. Um, Wong further hears uh, that there was a cut-rate magician involved, references made to a magic goat, six drops of blood. Uh, Wong is ready to send her home. Oh, wait, that's Sopranos episode. That's the one where Adriana is killed, right? Wong is upset, <laughs> and Donnie Blaze will pay for this as we head to the title card. Jen Walters is in her kitchen in misfitting work clothes as she breaks the fourth wall and notices our happiness that Wong is back and the Twitter armor he brings for a week. Um, how does she know? Uh, Dad arrives. He's brought a shovel and a bag holding locks, cameras, and alarm pepper spray. Jen says that Dad does not need to worry. She's a Hulk after all. Uh, however, she does also know that the police won't do anything about, you know, a woman being attacked in an alley near her home. Not even an alley, in a street near her home. Uh, she does say that she can handle things herself. Uh, Dad may be not completely sold on it, but if she does need to handle herself, she tells Dad, Dad can use the shovel. A wink, wink. <laughs> At the office, Jen's to-do list, rather lengthy, and includes items like uh, Blonsky's inhibitor language, um, ordering purple and green highlighters from the supply clerk, meeting Nikki in the bathroom at 1147 and signing up for a big and tall membership, uh, following up with Blonsky's soulmates, finishing her dating profile on which she uses uh, on matcher. She uses her uh, photo from her job. Uh, interesting, Matt, the height of people she's willing to date between five, six and seven foot 11 um i you know what pete she's uh when it comes to love seems like she's flexible open-minded and so forth um nikki comes in uh and uh, she's running the interview which we had started to see part of last week uh she notes that jen slash you know in hulk form is wearing the same clothes it's tough with that body Wong arrives all of a sudden with a legal issue. See, Pete, they just brought together the teaser act and act one here. Um, the issue, of course, is with a magician. He uses the word magician and magical all in quotes if you can't see the finger quotes that he's doing. Uh, it, it is, of course, regarding the charlatan Donnie Blaze who was kicked out of, you know, the the sacred school of magic of which Wong and Doctor Strange are, are uh, members and graduates. Donnie Blaze now working at the Mystic Castle. Pete, that still is in quotes. It is because it's not the actual one in Los Angeles, no doubt trademarked, and they'd wind up in a position like uh, Jen does at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, of course, Donnie barely understands the portaling. 
Wong says that it endangers people and risks untangling the astral planes. Donnie needs to be made an example of, so no one does this again. Uh, so, Jen says, no problem. Did he sign a contract, maybe an NDA, non-compete? Uh, the answer is no to all of these. Um, and, of course, to pursue Donnie must be done uh, under the American legal system. Needs to be done by the book, not the book of Ashanti. Funny line, even though they kind of used it in the preview. I mean, they did use it in the preview. It still is funny here. Uh, so, it's the book of American laws that are that are guiding us here. And Wong is asked to leave his contact info, and he produces, with magical flourish, a card. Although, at least, Pete, to my eyes, it did not have contact info, at least insofar as we saw. I don't know if there's some magical interaction that can be done after the fact. Well, it had his name and his title on there. That cheap human trick that he does with the business card before portaling out. Later, at legal ease, Jen has finished Wong's cease and desist order, and Nikki wants to see her dating profile. They get badgered by a guy who hates to see two stunning women sitting alone. Nikki points out they're not alone, uh, but he wants to buy them around. Jen points out they're clearly working, and he says he'll be at the bar when they change their minds. He's why Jen doesn't date. Uh, there is the hope that, that perhaps there are plenty of non-gross people to date. Uh, they take a look at Jen's matcher situation, particularly her profile. Here it's called out. Wait, you use your corporate photo. Bad choice. Nikki notes that hetero life is grim. Uh, but what if Jen made a She-Hulk profile? Uh, Nikki starts to clicky, and uh, it seems immediately that there's a match. In Cornelius P. Willows, owner and curiosity curator of the Mystic Castle's office, Jen and Wong serve the cease and desist order. Farce, uh, say both uh, Donnie and Cornelius, who is clearly hype manning for Donnie. Uh, what's the matter, though, Wong? Are you afraid? Uh, but Wong promises Donnie he is more mystical in his sleep he's even going to prove it and starts to but jen says nobody's proving anything the cease and desist handed to donnie which he makes disappear what cease and desist but it's sticking out of his shirt pete i feel bad for all the real fake practitioners of magic out there in our real world who do illusions like this better than than donnie plays i do like that the scene does end with wong uh magic producing a ball out of his mouth uh some time passes we get a dating montage uh, at least i thought we were but not quite we do get the one guy who was banned from winnipeg uh he's a thorough new yorker having lived there for 14 months he's also an entrepreneur entrepreneuring things that are still to be determined uh he starts to click in his phone as jen talks about being a lawyer running a division you know a superhero law superhuman law division she's superhuman herself all those powers uh the check comes and there's a stare off and uh he ultimately leaves uh without paying the check rather ungentlemanly uh and it is jen who ultimately pays uh but luckily pete shouldn't drink, drink too much because the next scene takes us to court Yes, Jen has filed a complaint and motion for preliminary injunction against Donnie, citing unfair competition and gross negligence. Judge Hannah 
however, is skeptical. Do they have any witnesses? Wong reluctantly opens a portal, and Madison King steps out to testify. She made a pact with a demon. She cannot discuss, otherwise he said he would reap her soul and those of all she loves. She thinks the demon's name is Jake. Wait, Cornelius knows Jake, who opened the portal that dropped her off at Wonger's house, and that's how they became besties. Uh, Jen asks how she would characterize her emotional state during this escapade, which Madison said was fun, then scary, then fun again, then spooky, but in a fun way, which Donnie's lawyer uh, says is the sweet spot for magic as he moves to dismiss this case. Pete, I'm no lawyer nor writer of a lawyer show. Maybe this is why you test your, you, you, you question your witnesses, you test their background knowledge and so forth ahead of time. It is, of course, uh, not done here to the entertainment of us all. So I'm not declaring a story foul. I'm just just pointing out that we're this is an action comedy, not a you know hard-boiled legal show. Um, as you say, this movement here to uh, to to throw the case away. Also, it's mentioned magic cannot be copyrighted. Uh, but this, of course, is not fake magic. It's real magic with the portaling and all of that. Uh, Donnie does create an illusion in which uh, there is the change of uh, colors in his clothes. I actually would wonder, Pete, is that a is that a, you know, like our real world trick or was that like a computer generated special effects trick? Because it, it was impressive. Uh, the, the judge is impressed. Um, and as there's a, a cavalcade of magic. We see that the lawyer is a magician, too. <laughs> I just love this episode. The handkerchief trick there. Uh, Wong says uh, that what's happening here will cause a ripple that could destroy all life within the known and unknown universe. Uh, the judge says the case is far from closed. She'll review the motion and make a decision in a few weeks. Donnie throws another smoke bomb. How did he get those through security? But then produces a rabbit. And the judge agrees with Mr. Blaze. He may continue to practice his livelihood pending her decision. Fantastico with an F, Matt. Real magic prevails. He also has a bird for Jen. And uh, shows the proverbial bird with the middle finger, which I have to admit, Pete, that line if uh, perhaps has, has stuck with me more than any other, just in terms of like, surely that's a joke that's been told somewhere else before. But I was just like, ooh, like you, you did the bunny. Now here's a bird. Show the middle finger. Like, I, I just, uh, Pete, I love that. I love that Madison and Wongers are going to go out for Froyo. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk in theories, uh, the nature of their pairing there, but just, I don't know, filling me with joy here. Um, we move to Jen at home, calling Nikki, talking work. Hey, you know, tomorrow's Saturday, so there's no work tomorrow, which means it's Friday, Friday night. Uh, hey, says Nikki, Jen, surely you're not working, nor are you just sitting around at home in your pajamas. 
Uh, Jen says, no, 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 of course not. We, of course, see it's yes, 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 she is. Uh, her phone dings. Uh, Pete, I know we sometimes get you know expositional news networks giving information just when they need to. Here are the phone dings to show no new matches. And Jen wonders why they'd make an app that updates you to tell you that nothing is going on. Pete, it's for, uh, you know, story effect, illusion. She hulks out and is not proud of the She-Hulk profile she makes. She swipes and the matches start to come in. There's a montage here of several matches. One, a weightlifter uh, asks how much she can deadlift a literal ton. Uh, another is a director uh, whose movie at Sundance was about a lawyer. And then there's an incredible fan wants to know if she's indestructible. Does she have super speed, night vision, impenetrable skin, even against vibranium? Calls her a specimen, which she takes offense at. Uh, is there anything worse than dating in your 30s? Pete, next up is uh, the fourth gentleman. He's handsome. He says he's in medicine. Oh, what kind of medicine? He's a pediatric oncologist. So ooh, that's 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 the serious stuff there. He's got a heart of gold and so forth. But he hates talking about himself. He wants to hear more about her. Uh, we get the line also shown in the in the the previews, but here in context, would she like to split fries? She says she wants to get them to go. There's going to be some more of the going later on. But we head back to Donnie where it's uh, ring spinning time here. Uh, back at the show, of course, it's a different girl he's plucked from the audience. Um, this girl, however, is not going to step into the, the fire hole portal thing. Uh, so he does Did something. Did you notice where it opened up to? Um, I remember noticing, but it didn't stick in my brain. Tell me, Pete. A truck stop. This after her friend, Kayla, saw the trick and ended up stranded in a parking garage in Pomona. Does that have larger significance, or is he just interested in sending people to places where cars can go to sleep at night? Just, just interesting, I think, where the portals open up. Okay, to. kind of a kind of a a consistency there. Uh, for his different uh, illusion, he uh, portals a dove in. It flies around. It lands on the girl's hand and lays an egg. It's, it's, it's a great trick. The audience seems to dig it. But in the egg, little crack, crackle, crackle, there's a, a, a little elf creature that all of a sudden looks hungry. Um, and it gets kicked into another portal. But now there's now it's coming back and there's many, many more of them. They're flying. They're angry. And I feel like, Pete, now we have a real, you know, two-thirds of the way through the episode conflict to deal with. As Wong watches TV on his couch, Donnie portals in and needs his help. For the record, Wong does it for the universe, not for Donnie. What should Donnie do? Well, call Wong's lawyer. Pete, that same lawyer, Jen, is at home, still in Hulk form, with uh, the guy I like to call Dr. Handsome. Uh, he's such a good listener. Uh, this is the best date that he's had in a while. You know, it, 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 it's so different. Uh, than being a soulless avatar on on the Matcher app. By the way, Pete, uh, a little bit earlier in the episode, this is when my daughter said, oh, so Matcher is like Tinder? And my wife and I just kind of had stunned silence before we 
just ignored that. Um, so <laughs> more, more questions than answers there. Um, but back to the story itself. Uh, he spills some wine and uh, off his shirt comes. Jen looks happy at the result of him in the, the, the undershirt there. He steps away, uh, wanting to to fix the wine situation. Uh, she she throws his his top shirt away, uh, but he's back with club soda and salt, you know, to get the uh, get the stain out of the couch. There, they're about to smooch. Then Wong portals in. Oh, I can see why you didn't answer your phone, and I feel like your dad, uh, Pete. I love this episode. This is the <laughs> funniest episode yet, and I know I said that last week. Guess what? This week it's even funnier. He needs her help against the demons here. He has to repair the portal. She's not sure what she's supposed to be doing, and Wong tells her to be a Hulk. She steps on a demon, but it gets right up. Wong opens another portal uh, to some kind of wintry wonderland where he's sending the demons. Wong closes the portal Donnie created, and they clear the castle of almost all the demons. Uh, Jen then asks Donnie and Cornelius, who are crawling, cowering, if they would agree to the terms of the cease and desist order. Uh, yes, absolutely. Maybe. Oh, okay. We will. Uh, her office will be in touch. Back at her apartment, Dr. Hansom is is reading a book about feminism, waiting patiently and so forth. Uh, the nature of the portaling back is that Jen hops down upon him. Uh, the, there, there's a moment's pause, and then she picks him up, uh, going... Pete, I'm not quite sure where in the apartment they went, because the camera does not follow. Wait a minute, that's TV code for something. Uh, and uh, Pete, I suspect it was magical. Uh, the next morning, Jen in Jen form is making OJ, and uh, Nikki texts, hey, Titania is making news again. Check the news. Um, it's uh, The news, indeed, is that the super-powered influencer uh, has been set free of all charges. Um, Dr. Handsome is there. Hey, who are you? Oh, it's me, Jen, not in Hulk form. And Pete, our hearts break a little bit. He's he's just going to go. No breakfast. No, no thank you. He's clearly not interested in Jen for the Jen she is, but rather the She-Hulk that she was. Uh, and she tells the camera kind of not to worry, tells us at home not to worry, because uh, a hot doctor is a story cliche. Yes, and uh, he doesn't uh, worry, uh, nor should she, about his sweater. There's a knock at the door, and she recognizes a process server when she sees one. There are documents filed by Titania Worldwide LLC, who is suing Jen for misuse of a trademark, that of She-Hulk. Kind of a bummer way to end the episode. I bet there's a fun tag. After the credits, we get that fun tag. Wong is watching TV with Madison. Uh, they talk about drinks. Has he had a tequila sunrise? Long Island iced tea? Blue Curacao is name-checked. He has had a Manhattan. Uh, it's a no on the the uh, slow gin fizz. Uh, he mentions having vodka and yak milk. And <laughs> clearly that's meant to be a, a, a one-line joke and that's it. He says it's bad, but she'd be interested in trying it. Um, it's and, left over from the wedding. Pete, I suspect we're going to talk more about that shortly. Um, but they do settle on how he enjoys a gin and tonic. Wongers! And Pete, they've stolen my heart. 
Your Honor, may I approach the bench? May I approach the bench? It's time to step aside and approach the bench to discuss some off-the-record theories. You be the judge. Pete, Nikki laments the situation of hetero dating life. Uh, does that mean that uh, that's not a, uh, a dating life that is for Nikki? Nikki, actress, uh, Ginger Gonzaga, Matt, has spoken out that Nikki is bi. Okay. I like that, among other things, I like that the show just puts that out there kind of mm -hmm. in passing um, and as though it's no big deal, because you know what? It's no big deal. Um, There's also, been some discussion of Marvel uh, doing a little gay baiting of late. Uh, oh, hey, uh, Valkyrie's going to have this uh, big romantic arc in Thor Love and Thunder, Matt. Oh, which was barely there or not there at all. Yeah. He kissed somebody's hand. Yeah. So, because I, I am also thinking back to how this general topic is uh, was addressed all the way last summer uh, in the first season of Loki, and it kind of was like, on the one hand, I think we were very praising of the notion of how the Lokis could take different forms that suited them to represent who they are, and there was a lot of praise in that scene. And then I think within the analysis of that episode, and I'm sure the season, I'm sure we also had noted... It was basically entirely limited to that scene. So we got a very special episode with a very special scene and kind of no larger uh, discussion there. So uh, I feel like it's a bit of an echo here. Like, hey, I'm great that Nikki brought it up for three seconds. So I think there's a I can see it from both areas of concern in terms of, hey, we have representation, but how how authentic is it? Pete. A totally other kind of representation would be, of course, other Marvel characters showing up here. The name uh, Donnie Blaze, curiously similar to that of Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, uh, the original form of Ghost Rider. We've had some other Ghost Riders in the comics since then. Uh, we, of course, have had a different Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So of all the names that could be picked to name a silly magician or a cool magician or whatever, here they've chosen a name very similar to that of an iconic Marvel character who has yet to, shall we say, be in a Marvel Studios production. We won't go for the whole how canon, canon accurate, how MCU accurate is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll just save that for some other time. Um, so again, a curious choice there. Surely they're setting up something, right? Whether they pursue it or not, I don't know. But surely Donnie Blaze and Johnny Blaze must have some kind of connection. And it'd be interesting if She-Hulk, much like she's being sued for trademark violation, could later file a lawsuit on behalf of uh, either of those characters. But Matt, let's talk about something that's been set up for all of Phase 4. The wedding? No, not the wedding. Uh, Madison before she drops in on Wong, winds up in some area. Uh, it's described as a, a hellscape. Uh, she says there was a talking goat, not screaming goats. So this is not Thor love and thunder territory. Uh, she made a pact with a demon that she's 
not allowed to discuss. The demon may go by the name Jake. Does any of this ring a potential bell? Pete, when in doubt for an evil, when trying to discern an evil force in the MCU, of course one can say, is it Mephisto? So I ask you, Pete, is a Jake goat by any other name that of Mephisto? Uh, Mephisto has gone by the name G- uh, Jack Scratch. Close enough, Jack, Jake. Given the uh, amount of alcohol, Madison had no doubt uh, ingested. And the goat uh, likeness, something that's certainly been linked with Mephisto. So, Matt, we may have probably also could have maybe gotten Mephisto. Mephisto confirmed, question mark. Um, Pete, not exactly a theory here, but uh, I do want to point out that though Madison uh, is under the influence of alcohol, both at the magic show and then when she's asked to testify, um, we have some other scenes where she's not on the souse. So I just want to point out, looks like she's uh, responsibly enjoying good times when good times should be had. Other times, uh you know, uh, able to uh, enjoy things without the help of alcohol. So I'm glad that there's some responsibility there. And uh, and that, uh, if anything, Pete, I, I, quite frankly, the next theory I want to talk about is, is there a possibility of more Madison, uh, a Madison and Wong uh, pairing, whether it is friendship or romantic? Will we see more Madison and will we see more of them watching TV? Gosh, I hope we do. I know a lot of people have pointed to uh, Madison and uh, Luis from Ant-Man that we got to get them together and uh, have a scene. I would even, this just jumped in my head. I would love to hear like something completely random, like, Hey, the new Simpsons short on Disney plus uh, has a commentary track where it's Madison and Wong watching it. I just love to be like, Wong doesn't understand all the references. And she's like, Oh my goodness. Marge is so fantastic. I just there's so much possibility there for those two. It's just it 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 warms the heart. It really does. Why was Jen scheduled to meet Nikki in the bathroom at 11:47 on her to-do list? Pete, I assume it's just for some some, some either uh gossip, you know, like friendly gossip purposes or maybe it's, you know, work gossip like, you know, that will be right after Jen's meeting about the new uh, evacuation system that the building has, and they want to put their heads together and say, oh, did so-and-so who gave the presentation uh, say, you know, hey, guys, uh, every 30 seconds uh, because he's a poor presenter or something like that? Um, How did Donnie get smoke bombs through courthouse security? Because, Pete, he's a master of illusion uh in fact maybe he just keeps him in like a tightly sealed uh baggie that you know i don't even know if the courthouse uses like sniffers probably there's just a you know like airport style sniffers it's, it, i would imagine it's just a uh just a uh, a metal detector and um i agree with the judge how do we get them through maybe maybe pete maybe this episode is about uh reassessing security in our lives you know if you can if you can open up a portal to anywhere if you can bring smoke bombs into a a courtroom you know freedoms versus laws and all that it's actually a very deep episode not one driven by uh 
demons and demon goo and uh, the delightful Madison. We had uh, several Sopranos spoilers, Matt, after more than a, a decade going way past that even. What is the time frame on giving spoilers uh, in a work of art? Um, I think it's less than 10 years. I know that. Maybe for the outer... Oh, goodness. I think for the outermost number, I'm going to say two years, and that depends on your audience. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to a Star Trek convention, you should assume that everybody is up to date within the last month. Like, I think it's safe to be like, hey, did you see the late, did you see the uh, Lower Deck season three? You should not be worried that you're going to spoil Picard season two. Now, if you go to D23, as some people are, uh, even as we speak, um, gotta be a little, that's why I say the year thing, because maybe everybody's not caught up on this and that, the other, but if all of a sudden you declare, boy, I can't believe um, there's a new version of Vision set forth at the end of WandaVision. Um, we are well outside the spoiler frame for that. I want to hear from our listeners. Hit me up on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. What you think about the time frame of disclosing spoilers. Spoiler Pete wants to know. Pete, what, or I guess not what, for whom was the wedding uh, with which there was vodka and yak milk? I mean, the easy within-universe answer would be Christine's wedding, right? That maybe they brought it, but we don't know that Wong went. He was there immediately after to fight the squid-looking eyeball. Um yeah, maybe somebody else. I, as I've said many times before, you know, Marvel knows how to leave a little corner of story to go back and build something on if they want to. The example I keep going for is the cat in Ant-Man that ended up getting removed from the script because they just used the, you know, the cat became a rat that pushed the buttons in um, Endgame and so forth. I wonder if this is one of those things that, you know, we will look they will reference the wedding in, you know, at the end of Secret Invasion or it's going to, you know, whatever it is, there'll be something like that where you go, oh, that's where it is. That's one possibility. The other possibility is they needed a thing to set up why there'd be an alcoholic drink that Wong doesn't like. And the joke was funny. So it's like, oh, there was a wedding and it's left over. So it could be, Pete, the Reed Richards Sue Storm wedding, or it could be nothing. Is there anything worse than dating in your 30s? Um, being snapped away. How about that? That was pretty terrible in the MCU. Uh, uh, Thanos, um, killing your beloved, uh, single digit aged robot lover twice. Uh, and then everybody comes back, but vision doesn't come back because that's not how the snap worked and so forth. That would be worse too, Pete. How has Titania been cleared of all charges? Pete, I feel like maybe sometimes the legal system can let you down a little bit. It's a system made of people, imperfect people. Um, I guess her complaint of the, uh, there have been 
uh, what the low blood sugar or something like that, that that was probably the, uh, that was the out there. And I guess it's one of those, one of those crazy legal stories where, oops, I accidentally destroyed a courthouse or a courtroom, but, uh, it's because of low blood sugar. Objection, you're already badgering the witness. Well, what do you want me to give him a testimonial dinner? Pete, let's check the old mailbox, particularly starting with the Twitter feed here. How magical would you rate this episode? Uh, one magic wand, magic band. Pete, that's a that's a Disney pun. Uh, 4.3%. Uh, two magic wands. An okay trick, got 15.2%. Three magic wands. Nice pixie dust. 17.4%. It's also a reference to Disney World. Uh, then four magic wands. So magical got 63%. Some replies there on Twitter. Spider-Ham Lincoln, Tess LC139. In the great fruit bowl of the MCU, She-Hulk is the banana. It's good by itself. It's great baked into things and mixes well in smoothies and daiquiris. Episode four, however, was overripe and didn't taste good to me. I didn't enjoy this banana as much as the first three. JT Adkins, JTA is me, says, Hi, I've missed you people. Crazy times keeping me offline, but I've been watching the shows, and this was another great one. It's uh, I really appreciate that we aren't reaching for giant threats, having some fun, great pacing and comedic timing. Titania is great, uh, reliable, likable, and funny. So certainly, Pete, we're glad that uh, JT is back with us. And um, yeah, I, would, I particularly when, when this episode ended, it was like, I like the fact that this is a little slice of silliness and action and bright colors and goodness. And, it, you know, there are other great Marvel shows dealing with some other larger issues. And I like that some Marvel shows can be that. Some Marvel shows can be this. Got to have different flavors. We hear from David Siller uh, at Siller David Poet, who says She-Hulk continues to deliver every week. I loved how Jen I loved uh, how Jen's first scene first line was breaking the fourth wall. Uh, oh, you're back, and you liked the Wong bit, I can tell. Watching the show is just as fun as reading the comic, but better because we get Tatiana Maslany every week. The show is earning its multiple rewatches, and I love that it continues to tackle the trolls, haters, and fake fans. Looks like we'll be getting our Titania and Matt Murdock fixes in the next episodes, so buckle up for the fantastic ride. Uh, and Pete, that's fake fans and fantastic off the PH. We are from Noel Gardner at Noel Camille. This show continues to be so much fun. Yay, more Wong and Madison was perfect. I do have two issues. Did Wong not get in trouble for breaking out Emil, or will we come back to that with the Sokovia Accords? Just take Donnie's sling ring. But with that, is it possible Jake equals Mephisto? Um, there's a reply to that from Tweeter at Law. That's K-C-L-Y-L-E-1 on Twitter. How does he even have a sling ring? Do they just leave them around? Maybe I missed uh, where they covered how he got one. So, Pete, I have some answers perhaps there. I think I can very... Okay, I hear the Sokovia Accords. I also think the Sokovia Accords were a place and a time for the story they wanted to tell. Can I infer that in a uh, post-snap-and-return world that maybe they're not um, as strict with the Sokovia Accords? So I'll propose that. Also, I think... I don't know to what degree um, Blonsky's Blonsky being broken out is a United States issue and Wong is not there. Therefore, you're really going to extradite one of the Avengers over a thing that ultimately did not cause a whole bunch of trouble. Um, that's how I would explain away all that. But Pete, I'll leave it up to you. Why don't they just take away his sling ring? 
Yeah, I mean, to confiscate that would be an easy question, whether, you know, Wong and, you know, the the Comartage uh, school has dominion over that um, would would be, I think, something to really look at. Or if you attend the school, do you get one and it's yours? I mean, that last bit would answer every question that since they're so kind of low on um, rules and regulations, like you are now bestowed this sling ring to be yours for all time. Okay, cool. Like that's, you know, they never thought you might need to pull it back, you know. Side note, I hope HBO Max hasn't canceled that other show about superpowered ring people because I was really looking forward to that, the Green Lantern anthology. Hopefully that still is a thing. Anyhow, beat back to Twitter, BikeBRH. That's at BikeBRH on Twitter. This uh, this one stepped back up after a kind of weak B-plot last week. Big props uh, to Patty Guggenheim for taking a character that could have been really annoying in the wrong hands and making her lovable. I'm calling it now. Matt Murdock is Jennifer's defense attorney in the lawsuit. Oh, and I just noticed the name of one of the other women uh, in the magic show. It's Amber Lee. Uh, that is actually worse than Madison with two N's and a Y, but not where you think. <laughs> Um, Pete, moving on to Brian Spann. It's at uh, Brian O-E-N-O on Twitter. Uh, I enjoyed the first three episodes, but with this one, the show has found its groove. It was laugh-out-loud funny, and the dating scenes were relatable in an exaggerated sitcom way for wands easily. Next up, Darren Bell. It's at Darth Rasslin 79 This was my favorite episode so far. Would seriously watch a Wong and Madison series. Also, I think there is more to Madison than meets the eye. Uh, didn't uh, she didn't seem the least bit freaked out after being transported to a hell dimension also maybe the biggest mephisto tease yet um uh, pete i would generally agree with that but i think let's just remember that every mcu movie that we've seen every show that we've seen that's real life for people who live in the mcu so like i think after the whole snap people are back all of that the world's gonna end the world's gonna end again there's gonna all of these things I think maybe you get a little numb to it and being sent to a hellscape and making a deal with a goat and coming on back all while under the influence of alcohol. Maybe that's a little bit more normal for them than us. Matt, is it surprising or at all shocking that uh, on Patty Guggenheim's uh, IMDb, uh, after She-Hulk attorney at law, uh, she has a shortcoming called The Devil's Daughter. Or devil's daughters bring it on hashtag it's all connected hopefully uh we hear now from andre yeager at dr Polo 1983 this show requires multiple viewings per episode just to catch all the goodness jen's to-do list was epic the rest of the episode was her checking stuff off the list i'm really loving this show next up is j philly b that's at j philly b for fandom wong and madison roadshow yes please Madison seems like she'd know all uh, about influencers like Titania. Show continues to be amazing, but I can't believe we're at episode four already and have only the briefest glimpse of Jamila Jamil and Renee Elise Goldsberry so far. Forgot to ask, who or what's heart did Madison so casually drop on Wong's floor? Did Jake send her out to complete a few tasks before letting her return? Uh, Pete, it's a good question. I think the story's answer is it's just a tangent from another adventure like i think it's meant to be this wacky thing where you say wait did i see a bloody heart that she dropped um but i don't know pete you're gonna tie it to a larger issue here come on man mephisto (laughs) 
We hear from Bob Keeley at R. Keeley. Another light-hearted, enjoyable episode. Nice to see Wong keep showing up. I'm ready for the Wongers and Madison show. Weird that Titania really hasn't been there yet. Jamil, uh, Jamil has had second billing. She's been on the screen for less than 10 seconds. Uh, Pete, I guess when it comes to billing, you could say that Jamil Jamil is in the good place. Uh, we hear from Mark Wilburn. At, that's at A.M. Wilburn. Love the first three episodes, especially three, but four felt meh, despite the awesomeness of hashtag Madison. That's right. It's a working uh, Madison uh, hashtag. Uh, we hear from James Sagacious, Big Killin' on Twitter. He says, bottomless Wong and Madison, please. Uh, <laughs> I had replied and said, I suspect that that is on their radar. Also, certain magic tricks are so good that they're worth repeating. And I did later clarify, of course, that I was talking about the rabbit and the hat trick, the hat is so bottomless and the rabbit is so cute. I wasn't suggesting anything else. Uh, we hear again from Twitter at Law, K-C-L-Y-L-E-1. Funniest episode yet. We need more Madison and Wong. All the legal stuff is hogwash, but still is funny and enjoyable. If we can believe Hulks exist, we can believe courts work this quickly. <laughs> well done there. I feel so bad for Jen when the muscle turned uh, muscle turned doctor. Uh, sorry, when the muscle doctor turned out to be a Hulk fetishist. Take heart, Jen. Wyatt Wingfoot is out there somewhere. Uh, where the heck is Daredevil? Daredevil, you better not uh, just be a shot at the end of the last episode. Anyway, still loving the podcast. Fantastic. Uh, I do like the theory that we read a little while ago that he could be her defense attorney. Uh, lastly, Pete, we hear from Drive by Wrestling Pod. That's that Drive by Pod. Favorite episode so far. Really digging superhero comedy. Also, was it me or was the CGI way better in this episode? It's actually funny you should mention that because one of the Jen talking scenes earlier on I thought was not as good. So the one in the office. Yeah. Yeah, I, the the teeth bothered me a little bit. I mean, listen, they've they've addressed this. They've talked about uh, the conditions under which the digital artists are working, and Marvel is endeavoring to do better there. Uh, let's let's hope that they do better uh for everybody all around pete let's go to the gmail inbox we're here from steve adams who says hey guys i'm checking in via email this week as for some reason i can't post to the facebook page anyway imagine my excitement when the hack magician introduced himself as johnny blaze then imagine my disappointment when i realized he was actually <laughs> donny blaze pete let me pause steve's words for a second maybe that's the joke Right? Maybe it's maybe it's not hashtag it's all connected. Maybe it's just like it's a joke on us kind of thing. You know. Anyhow, back to what Steve if here. Matt Donnie is Johnny's stage name? Um, I that could be as well. Uh, what if he's what if he's the slacker brother slash cousin? <laughs> you know, and it's like, well, I have a brother. He does he does fake illusions like riding a moped that lands across a bunch of cars. You know. Anyhow, back to Steve's words here. It felt like Captain B. America all over again. I absolutely loved the action scene with Wong and She-Hulk. It really came off as a comic book fight, complete with excessive witty banter. Great stuff. I was a little down on the scenes with Jen trying to play the dating game. I guess I was just hoping it wouldn't devolve into guys who wanted to smash She-Hulk. It would be great if we uh, at least get introduced to Wyatt Wingfoot before the show ends. That's all I have for this week. I look forward to the next episode. Until then, stay fantastic that from steve adams just to address steve and the the facebook issue facebook made these changes like in the last week 
we have had people able to post uh, comments and messages. So I would say to Steve just to try again, but certainly can hit us through the email. Uh, we stick with the email, Pete, where we hear from uh, Stacy, uh, who says as follows. Hi, Matt and Pete. This episode of She-Hulk was the funniest yet. So many great lines, and somehow the fourth wall breaks keep getting better. Last week when she was driving was great, but this one where she acknowledges how happy we all are to see Wong again and says uh, him being in the episodes like Twitter armor, smiley emoji, and probably no surprise, I continue to love Jen's dad. Of course, he can't stop being protective of her just because she's now a Hulk. He's her dad. Love the shovel for digging holes. It's best you don't ask. <laughs> Then Jen tells him she'll just kick ass again, and he can use the shovel for that. Their dynamic is so good. Donnie Blaze, the terrible magician, sending people into other dimensions as part of his act, thereby initiating the amazing new friendship of Madison and Wong, is one of the best things ever. I love how Madison just decides they're besties now, and keeps playing Sopranos, but also watches This Is Us with him. I totally get Froyo with them. Jen's to-do list, is, uh, to-do list in the beginning was great. Best thing on the list. Order highlighters from Supply Clerk, purple slash green. The dating storyline was a little weird. I believe there would be dudes out there into She-Hulk, but I do not believe for a second that someone as adorable as Jen would only have one match. But maybe Nikki's right in her profile is just that bad. Her uh, Using a corporate headshot is kind of lazy. I love how Jen and Nikki's friendship is portrayed. This is how women are with each other. Funny, caring, smack-talking, encouraging. It absolutely reminds me of friendships I have. I just adore Nikki's style. Everything she wears is perfection. Her earrings in the bar scene were gorgeous. Best line of the episode, when Nikki shows Jen her interview again, and the inter- interviewer asks her about the She-Hulk moniker. You ding-dongs dubbed uh, me that. <laughs> ding-dongs. Totally going to start calling people ding-dong when they annoy me. Can't wait to see what's next. And as always, looking forward to your thoughts. Pete, that's from Stacy, a.k.a. Stingray, a.k.a. TrekGirl88 on Twitter. Matt has used ding dong and I find myself saying ding dong more often. So I I think we could all say ding dong more often. We could use fewer ding dongs in our lives. Well, Pete, ding dong on the door, or at least the virtual door here, as we hear now from Fred in the Netherlands. Hello, Matt and Pete, and all listeners to Fantastic Geek. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Season 1, Episode 4. A quite light-hearted episode, not too much depth here, so for me not too much to reflect on actually. It's just fun and you just go along in the story. I like the story about Jen's attempts to have a nice date. Eventually she landed up as a She-Hulk dating Eventually, this children's oncologist stayed over for the night. Funny was, of course, that she picked him up and carried him to the bedroom. I thought, what would happen if she got pregnant as She-Hulk? What result would that give? But okay, that drunk uh, medicine woman story was, of course, as over the top as the Dennis stories. Little funny was when she landed up with Wong. But okay, uh, again, <laughs> silly actually, but it's okay if you go for silly. You had expected to see Tatjana back. Well, the chances of getting that next week is of course uh, very large after the ending here. 
I really wonder when then perhaps Daredevil pops up. Okay, that will be all for this time. Short, but it's okay. Greetings, all the best. Hashtag it's all fretnected. Pete Fred referencing there uh, a a Twitter discussion uh, in which the admiration for for Fred was discussed by uh, multiple people, uh, I believe across multiple shows that we podcast, multiple podcasts, uh, and uh, indeed, indeed, sometimes it is hashtag or hashtag it's all Fred Nected. So uh, he speaks the truth. As for his Fred Nection to the issues of intimacy, Matt, sometimes those questions are left best unanswered. Pete, there is a place, it's perhaps not as intimate as Jen's bedroom, but a place that's that's welcome to all is, of course, uh, our Patreon at patreon.com slash fantasticgeek. And uh, week in and week out, we are so appreciative of those who support us there and help make the podcast possible. Just posted another goodie for our uh, audience. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. Takes a dollar a month to get you behind that door. Can't contribute this month? Get yourself over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a rating in seconds, a review in just a little while longer to any of our 32 podcast feeds. She-Hulk can still use those and or podcast by Fantastic Geek could use those as well. Pete, let's keep the conversation going. Still plenty of episodes to go and clearly a common theme here when will daredevil arrive will we actually get titania next week and so forth pete how can people be in touch with you on twitter you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-l-r-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 12,694 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter as looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail where we are fantastic geek as well but wait pete there's more facebook.com slash fantastic geek all one word with the p and the h like it today if you're listening on the pop culture podcast feed we have lower decks tomorrow going to be previewing Andor in the near future as well um, and then, of course, back for the She-Hulk Lower Decks combo the following weekend before things really get interesting. And we have Andor episodes one, two, and three, and a Lower Decks and a She-Hulk and just the our own podverse of madness multiverse begins for a couple weeks. And that'll be a great adventure ahead. But for now, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs>